Okay, today we're going to talk about the two games that happened. Sadly, both of the games happened like at the exact, not the exact same time, but one started 30 minutes before the other one. So I was kind of like forced to watch one on my phone, the other one on the TV. But hey, I watched both of them. And I would say both of the games were, you know, they were great. They were not disappointing. But first, we're going to talk about the Manchester City and Arsenal game. So obviously coming into this game, we all know that, you know, Arsenal just had like very abnormal run. They've been doing great. But the last few games they played, they've been kind of out of form. It feels, it feels like the pressure of being champions was getting to them. On the other side, Pep Guardiola, a few months ago, he was saying that, you know, Arsenal is working great. If we ever are eight points behind them, it's, it's pretty much over because of the way Arsenal is playing. But in the last few weeks, kind of hit and miss lately. And you can see that they really need somebody. You know, Trussaw is still getting, you know, the hang of the playing for the team. But really, they needed another striker. They needed more power up front, specifically Jesus. Since Jesus has been gone, I think Jesus is one piece of the puzzle that can really just put them over the top. You know what I mean? I think he's a very important player for them. But anyway, so the game starts. Before the game, like, Oligar was like, he's talking about how nervous he is playing against Manchester City. He's like, I don't know if he's excitement or nervous. Why would you put that kind of vibe out there in the first place? You know what I mean? Especially playing a big game like this. So anyway, the game starts. They were kind of just testing. It felt like Manchester City was testing how good Arsenal was the f- complete first half. You know, each person was sticking with, you know, their player. And Arsenal was fine. Arsenal was actually the better team in the first half. The first, Even the first goal, the way he came, it, it felt like, you know, it was just a pressure. You know what I mean? The first goal was literally a defense mistake trying to pass it to the goalkeeper he doesn't get enough of it and then De Bruyne is like he's just continues on his run and uh Gabriel never tracks him he kind of just stops I don't know why he stops but he stops tracking him and the last person you want to have a ball one-on-one with a goalkeeper in that team is De Bruyne and De Bruyne literally just did one touch around the goalkeeper and it was one to nothing and you can feel that the atmosphere kind of changes a little bit you know you feel like oh we all knew We all knew that Arsenal was just kind of, you know, baiting all of us. There was no way they had any chance beating the champions. That's what the vibe was. But Arsenal still stuck to the gun. You know, they were still playing a good football, I would say. And then a few minutes later, they get rewarded for it. They get a penalty. And people talk about, you know, if that was that soft penalty. Yeah, that's obviously a soft penalty. But again, rules are rules, bro. Rules are rules. Anyway, penalty takes... You know, Saka takes it beautifully. So he scores. And you can even see, like, Edison was trying to play him. And I was literally thinking the same thing as I was watching that. I was like, yo, I would shoot that ball hard where he's pointing at. If he thinks, you know, just, just send a statement. And that's exactly what Saka does. And now you can see the game is, like, you know, edging. Who's going to take it? And as it going on from the first half, even when they came back on the second half for a little bit, you felt that, like, it's, you know, it might be a tie game. And I think that would have been a fair point. That's what you're thinking. But as the game went on in the second half, Manchester City just got confident and confident, started creating more chances, you know, and just waiting for Arsenal to make the mistakes. Arsenal just couldn't handle the pressure. You can see the pass, their passing wasn't just as clear as it was in the first half. You know, they were really, Manchester City was getting to Arsenal's head. It shows you how important it is to win a game after game after game after game. And a team like Manchester City, who the last two years they had a team that was chasing them by one point. Can you imagine? You know, the last run they had with Liverpool, those were 
those are legendary times because they were going on runs that were just crazy because they knew their competition was really chasing them. You know, mad respects to Liverpool, you know, but that's what Arsenal has to do. And something that Pep Guardiola said after the game when he was going to interview is, it doesn't matter if we won the league this year or not. We've been winning it the past few years. The only thing I will say to my opponents is, come and get it. That was fire, bro. And I know what he meant. He meant like, we are the champions. We're not just going to lie down and let you have it. And you should know by our reputation, we just do not go down lightly. So now, you know, when they were like eight points away from the top, now if you look at the Premier League right now, Manchester City is on top of the Premier League. And that just shows you their experience of being a champion and just how being consistent game after game, day after day, year after year, month. I mean, you've got to be consistent. That's, that's one thing in life in general. Whatever you love doing, you have to be consistent. That's it. And this is, this is what champions are made of. It's not that you had a bad day last week. It's not that you had a bad day today or whatever. Is how are you going to come back from that? And this is also a big lesson to Arsenal itself. You know, how are they going to come back from this? You know, people are saying they can win it this year. And I generally think they could win it this year. They, you know, obviously Liverpool is not there to challenge Manchester City. They're the only team that can challenge Manchester City this year. You get what I'm saying? So I think it would, it would behoove me, as they would say, if this wasn't a major lesson for them that, and they have another game to play against each other. So technically, Arsenal has a rematch. And if they truly are champion, if they really want this, they will put their nerve to a side and really show Manchester City that like they they are the champions this year and they are not going to be taken lightly. And But anyway, when the second goal is scored, they were deflated. The whole crowd was deflated. And then the third goal came and it was just over. You know what I mean? How long would he celebrate that? He, he, he you know... You know, Holland hasn't been celebrating lately because it was getting a little iffy. Because I remember a few months back when he was having a great time, he was celebrating a little bit too much. And then when Arsenal got into form and not losing a game at all, that's when he was like, less celebrating less because, you know, they might they might blame him. You know, and they were blaming him for a while. But this game, the third goal, he knew. Okay, everybody knew it was over. They are the better team. And, you know, it's going to take a lot to take the champion from, you know, Manchester City. But we'll see what Arsenal got cooking right after this game. They should take this nothing but a lesson. They still were good. Jesus is going to come back. And we shall see. This is not over. This is one game. They still have so many games to go through. You get what I'm saying? And again, they still play each other. Yeah. But great game. Great game. The next is the Champion League. It was Chelsea and Dortmund. So the game happened at Dortmund. It was home. Dortmund's fan base is just one of the biggest, one of the best fan base in football in general. So they call them like they're like, oh, what is it? The yellow wall. Beautiful to see. I, well, I cannot wait to go see a game there. That, that would be one of my highlights. Coming into this game, you're assuming Chelsea should just win this. There was just no ways to look at this other than them winning it. The kind of money they spend, the kind of players they have, they had to win it. You know, Dorman is a club that really, if you're a football fan, it's very hard not to like Dorman. Dorman has some of the most talented players in the world come out of there. They're constantly just selling big players for big money. You know, in the last 10 years, think about how many people came from there. 
think about how many people are still coming from there. Think about the players that are there right now. And they always make it to the last 16 in the Champion League. And they're always in top four in the Bundesliga. So they're not like too flashy, but you know you always have to you know, be at your best to try to beat them. Chelsea had to be their best to beat Dortmund at home in front of the yellow wall. And they just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I mean, they had a ridiculous amount of chances. You know, Joel Phillips was their best player. Zeke didn't really do much. Uh, Kyle Haver, I mean, when are they going to give up on this guy? This guy is having a terrible season. He can't score a goal to save his life. But Joe Felix was the best player, no questions asked. He was creating a bunch of goals, but he couldn't score to save his life as well. Okay? I mean, he literally had two clear shots in the game, and he didn't score. The whole game was like that. You know, it's just the last pass for Chelsea was just not working out. I don't know what's going on there, but they just cannot score. They just can't score. So, Dorman, I mean, Chelsea was obviously the better team in this game as well. You know, they were on it. And then Dorman was just sick of, you know, Chelsea not taking their chances. And if you don't take your chances enough times, the other team would eventually get a chance. Chelsea got so confident, they literally had everybody at the box trying to score goals. Because nobody trusts anybody to score a goal. So, they all decided, like, we got to be in the box to score. And then Dorman had it that one chance. You know, this, this again, one of their talented kids gets the ball. He goes directly against a record signing. This guy, that was terrible. How did he not push him to a Pacific side? Why did he let this kid control the whole speed of the play? And the kid obviously was fast, literally just touched around him. He was gone. A goal, one to nothing. Game over. The next game is going to be at Chelsea's home. Can Chelsea still win? 100%. Like I said, they had so many chances. They just can't score. So they could go out if they don't find a way to score because Dorman is going to score, right? So if Chelsea just doesn't get that together, they will be out. But I just find it very hard. You know, with all this talent they have, I, I feel like it's going to click. It's going to click. They just need that one goal to change everything. Rick James is back, and he was great the whole game. And a little about the Ukraine kid. I mean, he... I'm sure he's good, but it just feels like, you know, he still needs time to really adapt to the Premier League. I can see the ideas he has, but it's just not been working out for him as well. You can see that he's even hesitating. One pass where he's supposed to shoot the ball, he held. You're in the box, bro. Shoot the ball. That's all I got for you guys today. I'll see you tomorrow to talk about the big game, Manchester United and Barcelona in the Europa League. All right, I'll see you.